Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking Get so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fancy Sparky Pfeiffer, Sam Schmitz, executive producer extraordinaire, other side of the glass. It's going to be a fun, fun show today. Yes, it is. We're going to talk about fantasy football. I want to know who is your fantasy football sleeper? A lot of us have drafts. I believe my draft is going to be Tuesday night. I want to know who is that guy or guys that you really like this year that people maybe aren't talking about? Maybe that guy that you look at and go, man, this is the guy that everybody's going to look past. You'll be able to get him later in the draft, and you're going to look like a star when this guy comes true. I've got one story of when that happened to me in my life. I don't know if Sam Schmitz has a story of himself doing that or this or not. So I was in a fantasy football league uh, with Tim Allen years ago. So this had to be mm, mid-90s, right right in that area, mid-90s. And I was in this new to this draft. Um, but they all knew I was a sports talk dork with Tim and all of that stuff, but still young. Uh, and go to this draft, and I tell everybody that I'm going to draft the guy in the month of my last pick of the draft uh, that's going to – Score 10 touchdowns. He's going to score 10 touchdowns. He's the last pick of the draft. I'm so confident you all won't draft him. I'll wait to the last pick of this draft in order to draft this dude. So, draft goes on. Everybody's waiting. Have we drafted him yet? Nope. Drafted him yet? Nope. All the way in. Everybody's waiting. All right. So, who is this great guy that you're going to draft that's going to be all that in a bag of chips? 
I'll take the rookie, Terrell Davis, uh, Denver Broncos. I'll, I'll take him. Rookie coming out of Georgia and ended up being that guy, obviously, that year uh, and was a stud. So those type of sleepers. Guys that, you know, everybody can tell who's going to go in the first round, who's going to go in the second round, who's going to go in the third round. I want to know from you. You're a fantasy football expert just as much as anybody else is. You play fantasy football. Who's that guy that you have your eye on? That might be, you know, that third wide receiver that might youth might think have a breakout year. Maybe that running back nobody is talking about that you think is lined up to have a bust out year this year. Whoever it may be. Let's hear you. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at 1250 uh, AM the fan. Uh, before I get to Sam Schmitz, I found this piece of audio earlier and I, I want to play it for you. I don't know if you remember this or not. Do you remember? Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper making a bet, Sam Schmitz, about when Jordan Love would be picked the year that Jordan Love got picked. you remember this? No, I do not. I didn't know this existed because, again, as I've stated before, I really don't watch ESPN. So I found this online in the Jordan Love story when I was looking up some stuff on Jordan Love earlier today doing some research, and I found this. I'm going to play it for you. It's 46 seconds long. This is on the air. Uh, McShay and Kuyper, and there's highlights playing as they're talking in the beginning. Check this out. Kuyper likes to evaluate quarterbacks like the Flintstones. He's, he's stuck in a, in a day and age with like the big, strong arm guy who could. Th- we, we don't need that anymore. I need a Jordan Love from Utah State. I need a guy who's quick twitch, gets the ball out quickly. He can change his arm angles. He can do all the little things. He's the most underrated quarterback in this year's class. He will be the third quarterback taken ahead of Justin Herbert. You're the dreaming. third quarterback. Yes. Dreaming. dreaming. I'm just telling you right now. Okay. Four I, I, hope, I hope that's the bet we have. Is that the, that the wager you want to put? Can we have a handshake right that, now? Herbert have a handshake. Officially right now on camera. Okay. Herbert For Jimmy Love, V Foundation. Third quarterback. Yes. That's Here we the go. Five thousand. Right five thousand. Yep. Let's go. Wow. Okay. We just did it. Five thousand. We'll see how this plays. And it goes to a great cause. Kuiper likes to evaluate quarterbacks. Five thousand dollars. Kuiper and McShay bet on Herbert or Justin Love going first. McShay said Jordan Love would go third in the draft that year. Third. Everybody wants to rip on Kuiper. Third. He had him going. Sam Schmitz, your thoughts on how much Tom McShay loved Jordan Love. I mean, I, I love the confidence and all that, but I mean, Justin Herbert, if it wasn't for Tua, and I forgot who the number one overall pick was last year, uh, but if it, was, if it wasn't for those two, I mean, Justin Herbert was already being talked about as being the top overall pick in last year's draft, years and years before. So, and I, to be honest, like before last year's draft, I wasn't familiar with Jordan Love. No, so, I mean, nobody was. To have that confidence, man, I, I could not do that. Nope, $5,000, uh, and it went to the V Foundation, so it went to a good cause. McShay lost uh, to Mel Kuyper. I had to play it because I don't remember. I mean, when they drafted him, we didn't play that audio. I didn't know that audio existed. I didn't know that audio existed now, what, uh, almost two years later. I just happened to find it. Like I said, I was doing some Jordan Love stuff earlier looking for some different things and came across that. I was like, oh, got to play that. So there you go, something that uh, you may not have heard before. Uh, all right, so let's get your sleeper. Uh, of who you like. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan. Let's go to Kevin and Slinger. You'll lead things off here at Sparky's Midday Madness doing a little fantasy football here on the Friday of Labor Day weekend. What's going on, Kevin? How you guys doing? Good. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. Um, 
This is probably a pretty deep sleeper. I'm in a 16-man league. Oh, those are the best. I love those leagues. Yes. Yeah, and it's a uh, uh, high entry fee. But um, my deep Hold on sleeper- one second. Hold on, Kevin. Uh, hold on. I don't know if you heard the big show or not, but Tom Kesnick, our uh, former fantasy football expert for, uh, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 years, uh, is currently running a draft where the entry fee is $2,500 a team. Are you talking okay, that expensive? Ours is only $500 for, but we pay out weekly stuff to like first, second, third, high scoring that's, each week. That's still a lot of money, 500 Whew. So yeah, what's the grand prize at the end then? I mean, if you run the table, if you're like the highest scoring team, you win your division and you win the league, you can probably walk away with like three to $4,000. Wow. Now that's what we're talking about. I don't think I can afford the 500 to get in, but that sounds like a great prize at the end. <laughs> Um, yeah, so and then you pay out weekly. It's like if you're the highest scoring team, that we pay out top three highest scoring teams each week. Uh, it's like 50, 30, 25, or something like that. Um, That's cool. 16 teams. So, wait a second. So, 16 teams. So, how big are the rosters? Uh, you have 18 roster spots. The way we format it is you have 16 teams, four divisions of four. So, it's basically like half of the NFL, yeah. 32 teams. Um, we run, you start a quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, kicker, defense. Your defense, whatever defense you draft, comes with an IDP. You can take any of you draft Packers defense. You can start Darnell Savage or whomever you like. Um, I'm actually a Buccaneer fan, but um, I do root for the Packers still. Uh, I got my Charlie Barron, Bill Packers. Thing, well, Leroy but, uh, would be very proud of you. <laughs> yeah, he's actually coming to Slinger here uh, this coming weekend, I think. Nice. Was, so um, I'll be going to that. But um, my deep sleeper here, oh, and we start a flex play, but you can't flex a third running back. You can only flex tight end or wide receiver. And just so you can't flex a second quarterback? No, it's not a super flex. It's either tight end or wide receiver. So you can go like three wide receiver, one tight end. Yeah, see, so I when I used to run a 16-team league, well, I actually had two of them. Uh, but when I ran the 116 team league, uh, we had 16 teams. I had a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, uh, kicker D special. And then you had the option of starting variations of the lineup. So you could start three backs and two receivers, one back and four receivers, four receivers and one back. It was up to the team. You had to draft a certain amount, but then after that, you could start any variation of three uh, week to week. Right on. Yeah, that makes sense. We just don't flex a third running back because I wanted to model it. There's not too often do you see an NFL team with three running backs. No doubt. The time. So yep. you can go three wide with one tight end or two receiver, two tight end. Um, it's a full PPR. Quarterbacks score well. Um, but I'll get to my, uh, my sleeper pick here is Donovan Peoples-Jones in Cleveland. Um, I think he's underrated as a – I think it's his second year. Odell Beckham's coming off injury. Jarvis Landry plays in the slot. And if it wasn't for the fact that Michigan hasn't had a quarterback in like two decades, uh, he probably would have been much more renowned, I guess. No question. Yeah, and that, that obviously definitely hurts him. And you have to have a guy to get him the ball. And there are a lot of people that love them some Baker Mayfield right now that are getting on that Baker Mayfield bandwagon. Kevin, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. So Donovan Peoples-Jones, the first one uh, from the listeners, wide receiver out of Cleveland. Who is your sleeper 
uh, for fantasy football this year. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Sam Schmitz, who is it for you? Well, I got a couple. So I'll start with my first one here. I'll go wide receiver. I will go with Corey Davis, now new wide receiver for the New York Jets, formerly of the Tennessee Titans. And mainly because, I mean, I'm talking about a guy that you can get probably in your, I don't know, third to fourth last pick in the draft. If you can get this guy on your bench, we're talking PPR. If you saw what he did against the Packers in week two of the preseason, Zach Wilson targeted him like there was nobody else on the field. Right. Like, you know how it is with rookie quarterbacks. Sometimes they need like sort of a banky in order to get through it. Veteran quarterbacks sometimes need a binky as well. See Randall Cobb. Well, yeah, and Matt Ryan and Julio Jones the past couple of years too. So yes. I like what I've seen with Zach Wilson and Corey Davis in the preseason. And if you can get this guy in the late rounds, I mean, they gave him the bag, so he is their wide receiver one. I know they got Jameson Crowder, but he is going to be a guy that is just going to demand targets. So if you can get him later in the draft, I really like Corey Davis's value. All right, so Donovan Peoples-Jones, a wide receiver out of Cleveland. Corey Davis, uh, the wide receiver for the Jets. And that's the one thing, again, like you point out, Sam, over the course of time, normally when we start talking about rookie quarterbacks, they find that favorite target and they don't let him go. And they're going to throw the ball in a double coverage or whatever else once they find that chemistry. And that very well could be uh, Corey Davis for the New York Jets. I'll give you what mine is coming up on the other side of a quick timeout. First, let me tell you, Labor Day weekend is upon us. And whether your plans include game watching on Saturday or grilling out with family and friends over the weekend, make sure the food you're serving up is only the best from Robert Specialty Meats. They're fully stocked with all of your grilling favorites, including all-natural chicken, pork ribs, and shoulders. All of your favorite steaks, plus several types of original sausages, like the Wisconsin Worst, featuring beer, bacon, and cheddar. I'm not a big beer guy, but I think those things are delicious. Make sure you order up plenty of their legendary ribs on a stick and marinated chicken or Kinnikinick whiskey skiers ready for the grill. They'll be open on Labor Day from 10 until 4 p.m. to take care of your last-minute holiday needs. Visit them in Waukesha or call Roberts today at 262-549-MEAT for the best selection and reserve your order. And when you visit, be sure to pick up some of their cherry wood smoked beef sticks or jerky, the perfect snack treats. Visit their website, robertspecialtymeatswaukesha.com for money-saving coupons. For the best in meats, there is only one place, Robert's Specialty Meats. And uh, I was just there last weekend. I got a bunch of ribs on a stick. Uh, Rick's ribs on a stick. Had a cookout by my buddy's house. Uh, and watched the Brewers game and so forth, and uh, had a lot of fun. Those things, always a party favorite, no matter what. Those whiskey skewers that I was talking about, those Kinnikinick whiskey skewers, uh, those things are amazing uh, if, again, you like whiskey. Because when you bite into those, you taste the whiskey. I promise you, you will taste whiskey when you bite into those Kinnikinick whiskey skewers over at Robert's Specialty Meats. All right, who's your sleeper for fantasy football? Let's help each other have a good season in fantasy football. That's what we're going to do. Help each other here on Sparky's Midday Madness. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan broadcasting live from the Lakeland University studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, Lakeland. Dot E-D-U. That's Lakeland.edu. See Sparky Fiverr with you. Sam Schmidt's producing uh, today as Dan Plucker, not in for the big show or uh, for Sparky's Been Nate Madness. Why, you ask? Because Rami Makhlouf is out today. So Dan Plucker will be filling in for Rami coming in from 3 to 6 this afternoon. Definitely uh, going to want to keep it tuned in here to the fan to hear Dan Plucker uh, coming up, Sam Smith, you know what's all coming up on that show. Uh, what does he have guest-wise coming up on the Rami show today? 345, we'll be talking to Ryan Horvat of BetMGM, and we'll also be talking to Will Salmon, Brewers beat writer for The Athletic at 430. We'll be talking to him mostly about his new piece on Colton Wong and kind of what the Brewers have told him as to why he's been so good for the Brewers offensively this year. He had a great piece on Willie Adamas, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was really uh, well done, too. He just does a great job over there. He writes some great in-depth pieces. You know, it's it's funny because Horvat, I, I watched him and his guy Quentin Mayo last night on Bet MGM Tonight. Dude, it's no joke, man. They go to break. That Quentin Mayo dude's picking up, like, these big dumbbells and sitting there working out in commercial breaks. Like... Dude is not messing around. I mean, I know he's going to Cancun on vacation or wherever he's going, and he's trying to get buff or whatever, but goodness gracious. And that dude gets excited when he's when they're watching games. I mean, he was yelling, break his neck, break his neck at one point during the game of watching one of those college football games. I was on my couch laughing hysterically listening to that guy. Yeah, you and I, we're not betting guys, but man, that their show is definitely worth tuning in if you oh just want to be yes. entertained. Yes, totally fun. Uh, and again, uh, there's no chance I'm betting a dollar on any of that. But either way, very, very entertaining. All right, fantasy football. Who's your fantasy football sleeper? Let's help each other, right? So if you're a listener to, to the Sparky's Midday Madness, help other listeners to the show. And maybe you'll help me and Sam uh, as well. So who is your sleeper for this draft uh, coming up that you may be in this weekend? Maybe you already had a draft. You can draft to somebody late that you're pretty excited about. Uh, let's go to Al in Cedarburg. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Al? Hey, Sparky, thanks for taking my call. Sure. All right, so I'm going to give a little bit of context to this to this sleeper here because it's a little bit out there, as I was telling Schmidt uh, when I was on hold. All right. So I'm in a 14-team league. It's a $200 auction draft, uh, retroactive keepers. So you can keep somebody for three years, but their value increases one and a half times season over season. What happens after three years? So after three years, they become just a regular draftee. So they're at any price you want to go at them. Gotcha. So, for example, one of my buddies got Alvin Kamara three years ago for six bucks. 
Dang. So that's turned out to be a pretty damn good pick. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so with uh, our league, and we have a $200 waiver wire budget, um, and we do fairly traditional. We do three flexes, though, two running backs, two wide receivers. We got rid of kickers and uh, keep the defense so we can get an extra roster spot. So I got to tell you something real quick. So I, 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 I was uh, in leagues that we ran in Kenosha that uh, Tim Allen and I were involved in forever. This stuff that you all do, this these normal PPR leagues and stuff, I don't know if Sam ever heard this, these normal PPR leagues and stuff that you all do, we didn't do any of that in Kenosha because if you've lived in Kenosha, you know we're kind of on our own separate island sometimes. <laughs> um, so what we did was it was 50 points for a touchdown and a point for every yard scored from, okay? So it wasn't PPR or anything like that, but you it was you know that's how the touchdowns worked. And then if we decided we wanted to, you know, if we were in leagues that – awarded uh, yardage, right? So you get an additional amount of points for 100 yards rushing or additional amount of points for 300 yards receiving or whatever. My point in telling you this is, so kickers in that league, you got one point for an extra point, but then you got one point for every yard kicked for a field goal. So essentially, a 50-yard field goal would be that of a touchdown. So those field goal kickers became more valuable. That's my point. Yeah, no, no, that's that, that's awesome. When you think about that, I mean, you went the way of that scoring league, as you were saying, and that, that really balances it out even without having the PPR or some of the additional points. You still were scoring high back then. I mean, I remember my dad in newspaper leagues where we were writing everything. Yep, that's how we were too. Same thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, so overall, my, my strategy was with this, I usually go pretty heavy on wide receivers. But this year, I was kind of getting some depth with running backs. I think the Lions running backs are going to all put up really good numbers. Uh, primarily because Goff doesn't have a freaking arm, and so they're going to do a lot of dink and dunks. They don't have any receivers. So my sleeper pick is I'm on Ross St. St. Brown. Uh, if you're in those deeper leagues, this is a guy who I think is going to get some – he's going to get catches, and he's going to get some rushing attempts. Now, if anyone goes down between Williams or Swift – I mean, I have all three, so I drafted their whole backfield. Dang. It's, it's a smart kind of play for me to do a plug-and-play because either one of them are going to get volume. So – that's my deep sleeper pick. Uh, awesome topic today. Good stuff, Sparky. Al, Thank hold on, hold on. Are you a Lions fan? No, God, no. I'm a Packer fan. <laughs> do you believe in the Lions running game that much? I do not. I, I will not draft Packers. It's just like a. It, it, it takes the love out of watching a game. I just I get too caught up in if Rodgers needs to do something or if a right. It's just I can't do it. I mean, I'm going to have a heart attack. See, I'm 35. I'm 33. Well, wait a second. Hold on. That's all backwards. <laughs> like, Rami who's off today, but Rami is a Bears fan. He will never, ever, ever drive the Packer no matter what because he, the, he can't stand the Packers. That's how he's always been. That I understand. You as a Packer fan not drafting Rodgers or Devontae Adams or Aaron Jones, what? it shouldn't take any joy out of it. It should give you excitement that not only are they playing well, but you're cashing in. Nah, because it's, it's, it's I don't know, i got to set my money for my fandom, Mike. And then plus, like if we're up 20 on the Lions, and we get some garbage touchdowns, that's going to be perfect for me. So that's my approach. Plus, with the auction draft, some people are just stupid, and they'll pay $60 for a quarterback. Yes. When I can get Kirk Cousins for a dollar, yep. he's going to put up decent numbers. No, I totally get that part of it. Yeah. Right, hey, take care. You betcha. There he is, Al in Cedarburg, uh, checking in. I, I literally could talk fantasy football all day with different variations of leagues and everything else. I will say, I do not like auction leagues, just in general. I've been in numerous auction baseball leagues, been in an auction basketball league. I tried auction football. I don't like them. I just, I don't. Because to a certain degree, 
it's almost like being a poker player a little bit. That's kind of what it is. And I don't have the patience to play poker either. I've tried it a couple of times and I'm way overly aggressive and don't have the patience. So for that, it's the same type of deal where in a draft, you can be aggressive as far as trading up in the draft or trading back in the draft or whatever you want to do from that perspective, you can be aggressive. Sure. But as far as, you know, running out of money too early or whatever the case may be, you don't get yourself in that position. So for from that standpoint, I'd rather have a standard draft. Uh, Schmitz, what do you think? Do you like standard drafts, auction drafts? What's your favorite type of draft? I like standard drafts mainly because they're the only ones I've done. Because oh, I, you got to try an auction draft. Though. No, I, I don't. The more I, the more people talk about it, the the less I think I want to do it. It's very stressful. Is the best way I can put it because you really have to budget your money. And I'm not a big fan. And I, I'm not against like you doing it if you want to do it if you're a beginner. I'm not a big fan of like they have like these free mock drafts that you can do right. So you get these free mock drafts at certain times. Sometimes there's people in there. Sometimes it's just you and the computer. Whatever the case may be, that is the one draft where doing a, a mock auction draft actually pays off because it gives you an idea. Even if you're up against a computer, it gives you an idea of what the value should be on a lot of these guys, and then to set boundaries as far as okay. Like he said, like Al said, you know, you get some over-exuberant Packer fan overpaying for somebody, you don't want to be that guy doing it. But there is way more strategy involved for auction drafts. Way more strategy involved um, from that standpoint. Okay, so I I went on a website and I started looking through. Uh, the San Diego Tribune, uh, Union Tribune, had a bunch of sleepers uh, that they have up here. And one of them is the same one that we got a tweet about uh, here at uh, the fan, I better make sure I say the right person's name who uh, tweeted at us so I don't get yelled at saying I stole his stuff. Um, let me see here. It is FHL for kids. Uh, it said Mike Davis uh, for the Falcons. Uh, and I mean, I don't know. Is that a sleeper? I guess it might be a little bit of a sleeper, but this dude's been around for a while. So from that perspective, you kind of know who he is already. I. I think that Falcons offense is going to score points. Provided they can protect Matt Ryan, they should score points. I love me some Pitts, even though he's thin, and I hope he doesn't get hurt. Uh, I like him. I love Calvin Ridley, obviously. Uh, They should be able to run the football because Matt Ryan's going to be able to open it up a little bit. The the one knock on the Falcons for the last several years has been they got no defense. If their defense doesn't improve, that team's going to be horrible. But the one thing they normally can do is score a lot of uh, points week to week. So I, I don't think there's a lot of bad plays when it comes uh, to them. Justin Gage is another guy uh, we talk about as, as possibly being one of those guys. Again, I don't think he's necessarily a sleeper either, uh, but that's another guy that gets kind of thrown out there. We start talking about sleepers. Uh, here's one. How much value do you put on defense and special teams in a draft? San Diego Union Tribune, sleeper, Panthers D special. This unit is young, talented, and features playmakers at every level. I will tell you, I will take a defense probably with like three or four rounds to go in the draft. That's when my first defense will go. Uh, And then I'll take my last defense based on bye weeks somewhere after that. Uh, And in some leagues, you don't even have to draft really a second defense because they're always available to pick up and drop in free agency. So some leagues, you just draft one uh, and you're kind of done with it uh, at that point. The other thing that annoys me that I don't like, I don't like leagues where there's a hundred different scoring options, where for defense, you get all these points for all these different things. 
and it's impossible to watch a game and have any idea of how you're actually doing on defense because there's negatives and positives. Don't like negatives in fantasy football either. I don't like taking away points. I just want to know where my points are. I don't want to have to be on my phone to get an idea of how well I'm doing because I don't know every single individual stat in a football game I'm not watching. That That's kind of how I view it. Schmitz, how about you? Yeah, defense, we normally do like just sacks, interceptions, and fumbles and all that. And if you give up, I think it's like 300 yards or so or maybe 500 yards, then it's like minus a couple points. But that's really right. it. So I'm okay with that. But I, I don't know. I'm with you. I hear like there's a lot of good reason to not take one of those top defenses in the, in the latter couple of rounds. But this year, I kind of did the opposite because – I just want to, you know, have those positions set and forget about it the entire season so I can focus on other things. So, like, for instance, when people start drafting a defense, I wanted to make sure I had either the Steelers defense, the Rams defense, or the Ravens defense. I don't. I think those are, like, the top three elite defenses that you can just count on week to week. So I made sure to get, like, one of those. And then, for instance, like, kickers. I don't know. I just I just don't want to have to, like, I've the past couple of years I've gone with streamers, but I don't want to have to do that this year. You know, for me, when we talk about defenses, and maybe I'm wrong in doing this, I like to look at a defense that's pretty good in a bad offensive division because you're going to see those other teams six times. So I'm going to feast six games. I may not do that well against the Packers. I may not do that well against the Buccaneers. But I'm going to do well when I play these other struggling bad offenses within my division. And that's why for a long time, you know, Pittsburgh was a good play because Cleveland's offense wasn't very good. Cincinnati's offense wasn't very good. Baltimore, until they got Lamar Jackson, was up and down. Flacco over the course of time. So you got six games where you could feast. The Patriots' defense, same thing. In that division, they had bad offenses across the board. Those were six games you were going to be able to feast on regardless of who else was on the schedule. So that's kind of how I, I went about kind of attacking and going after uh, defenses. Uh, Bryce tweets at Sparky Radio. He's got four of them. Uh, LaVisca uh, Chenault uh, with the Jaguars. Paris Campbell for the Colts. Chase Edmonds for the Cardinals. And the Anthony Ferkser uh, for the Titans. Of those four, Ferkser, I think, is the one I like the best of those four. Only because you know that offense is going to open up. Number one. Uh, you also assume... Uh, in Tennessee, that they're going to get the tight end involved uh, from time to time, uh, as they have done over the past several years. So you figure the tight end's going to get involved. But when you have Julio opening it up, you have Derrick Henry pounding the ball, they're going to, I, I would assume that tight end position is going to score some touchdowns this year. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Ferguson ends up with, what, 10 touchdowns, Sam? I don't think that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be great value, too, because if you can't get those top three elite tight ends like Kittle, Waller, or um, Travis Kelsey, you're going to have to go finding for some of these guys. So you can probably get this guy as like your tight end too that you can just stash in the bench. And yeah, if he turns out to be a great value, you might have a starter in the top 10 tight end. Yeah, and it makes all the sense in the world. All right, coming up next, Danny Cannell, uh, college football analyst brought to you by uh, Bet Online. Uh, coming up next, and I'm looking forward uh, to see what you all think about this. We had a chance to talk with him yesterday on the Wendy's Big Show. We'll play back for you straight ahead here. On Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome back, Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer, Sam Schmitz, other side of the glass. Dan Plucker in for Rami Makloff coming up here at 3 o'clock. Yesterday, had a chance to talk with Danny Cannell. You remember Danny Cannell, played in the pros, played at Florida State, at quarterback, and uh, 
chance to talk to him about the college football season upcoming, including uh, the Badgers. But started off talking about, you know, everybody talking about Alabama. They're going to be down because, you know, they're missing all these guys. And all these guys are coming in that are young and inexperienced. And I, I just always say it's Bama versus everybody. I don't care what the roster looks like. And I asked Danny Cannell if he agreed. I do, I do think that's a problem, Sparky. Like, I don't like it, but you do kind of have to go chalk with the favorites because there are five programs. It's not just Alabama. It's Bama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Clemson, and you could throw in Georgia there because Georgia's been to the playoff a couple times too, and that has been the majority of every playoff that we've seen. It's been made up some sort of those four to five teams in some order, and I think that would be incredibly frustrating if you're a college football fan that doesn't root for those. I'm a Florida State guy. I know it's incredibly frustrating to see the same teams over and over, I do think Alabama, this is the time to fade Alabama. I would not take them in such a heavy favorite this season with all the things that they're having to replace. Not only do they have to replace their quarterback, not only do they have to replace their running back, who is one of the best in the country, the Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver in Devontae Smith, the best offensive line in the country, and oh, by the way, their quarterback, they lose all of it at the same time. So I think it's going to be more of a rebuild year for Alabama, now, Sparky, the thing, a rebuild for Alabama is probably 10-2, and two, which is pretty insane to think about where they are. But their win total is at 11.5, and, and all you have to do is have them slip up once with road games uh, against Florida in Gainesville. They play Miami first game of the season. They go to College Station to face a very tough Texas A&M uh, squad. I think there is a loss in there for Alabama so I don't think they repeat, which is one of the hardest things to do in college football. Well, we'll find out how that whole thing plays out. Ohio State, obviously the team to beat in the Big Ten, uh, like always. They're 7-1. to one. Uh, Like you said, they're the fifth uh, best uh, chance of winning this thing. Uh, how big of a gap do you think there is between Ohio State and the next best team in the Big Ten? I think it's pretty significant. Um, but I actually love the value on Ohio State as that fifth best favorite right because of all these teams I don't think there's hardly any gap between Ohio State Alabama and Clemson even though last year it got a little bit sideways in the championship game Alabama did that to everybody but to answer your question it's not as significant it is with Clemson and the rest of the ACC I don't think it's as significant as what Oklahoma hasn't left in the Big 12 I think there's a couple schools that are starting to but they never really have been able to close that gap. I think Wisconsin has a great opportunity to possibly run the table and be playing Ohio State once again for a Big Ten championship. I think Wisconsin's in a way better position than they have been in in the past, you know, the last time they faced Ohio State in a Big Ten championship game. The unknowns really for me are Penn State and Michigan, who Penn State before last season was kind of getting there and making inroads. They were up there 10, 11 wins a couple years in a row and just, you know, knocked off Ohio State the year that Ohio State got to go to the playoffs and Penn State didn't as the Big Ten champion. So there have been some schools. Michigan's kind of a wild card because they look like you know they're in a rebuild mode with you know totally changing over the coaching staff. But I do think there are some programs that are starting to close that gap, but I'm not going to go there and pick an upset. I think big, uh, Ohio State runs the Big Ten, and that's not changing anytime soon. But Michigan left the head football coach. See, that's 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 the issue. Harbaugh is still there. <laughs> what, when we talk about Wisconsin and Penn State this weekend, uh, a lot of people really liking Wisconsin, obviously around here because we're doing a statewide broadcast, a lot of Badger fans here. A lot of people, I'm probably leading the way on the Graham Mertz hype train, had the one big game, and then COVID hit. They missed games. His receivers couldn't stay healthy, uh, and it was all downhill last year after that. 
I look at this game. I think Wisconsin wins this game against Penn State. What do you see? I'm with you, and I lay the points, too. I see a Wisconsin team. Their win total is 10.5, by the way. I love the overall that one. And a big part is because of what you were talking about. I'll go ahead and I'll jump on that Graham March train right along with you. I think the best thing that happened last year was exactly the way the season unfolded. Because you saw him come out with a monster performance against Illinois. You know, welcome to the college football world. Five touchdowns. It was a Friday night game. One of the first games back for the Big Ten. Everybody was watching and everybody was excited about it. Then, as you mentioned, had COVID, had a little bit of a rough patch, had some rough games through three picks against Northwestern in a loss. But then he bounced back, came back. But most importantly, he made some of those first-year starter mistakes last year. This year, he's seen it. He's seen the defenses he's going to have to play against. He's seen what he's capable of. He's made some of those mistakes that he can eliminate now. And Graham Mertz is the most athletic, talented quarterback that the Badgers have had since Russell Wilson. And I don't even think it's close. So I think it's going to be exciting for me, for Paul Chris, to have a quarterback who's not just a game manager, but actually is a playmaker who's got some confidence that's going to lift everyone's level of play around him. And so you add that with a Penn State team who, you know, I know they finished strong last year. They won the final five games to bounce back and avoid disaster, but they changed over their offensive coordinator and the quarterback they had returned in, Sean Clifford, really regressed last season. So I think quarterback for Penn State is more of a liability and Wisconsin is a clear strength. So I actually love the Badgers this weekend too. Talk with Danny Canal, college football analyst, betonline.net. What about Ches Malusi? This running back that transfers from Clemson, the first depth chart comes out yesterday. He's in front of Jalen Berger, uh, who was a freshman last year and ended up getting that running back job. How much do you like this kid? Oh, I like him a lot, too. And I think that was the one thing, again, when you think of Wisconsin historically, you think of the great running back play that has been through there. And it's always somebody who has kind of popped. And I did not see that last year from the Badgers. I just, whether it was, you know, the offensive line issues, but I feel like more it was a talent issue. I think Chaz Maluzzi could come in there and have a monster year because even though Graham Mertz may be a little bit dynamic, even though he might be able to make some plays down the field, you still know that Paul Chris and the identity of this Wisconsin Badgers team is going to be pro style, run the football, a good offensive line play, and we're going to have a defense that flies around with just uh, Jim Leonard at the helm there, you know, just flying around playing great defensive football. So as much as we can talk about Graham Mertz, they still want a featured running back, and I feel like that was something the Badgers were missing last year. I think that's a big reason why you saw uh, a, a transfer be able to step in and take that role. Danny, what about Jack Cohen going to Notre Dame? He's going to be the starting quarterback. Badgers are going to get Notre Dame uh, early on in the schedule. What do you think of Notre Dame, and what do you think of that Jack Cohen fit, the former Badger quarterback, being there? So it's interesting. When I think of Wisconsin quarterback, I think of Jack Cohen, right? He's tall. He's physical. He's not the best runner. More of a, quote, game manager in that sense. And I'm, I'm actually excited to see what he can do because I think that's also what Notre Dame and Brian Kelly are trying to do is have a quarterback who comes in there. Ian Book, we saw it, was you know a good quality college quarterback. I just don't think he's an elite-level college quarterback, somebody that's going to be a first-round draft talent or somebody that can go around there. The way the game is played today, you need a quarterback who can improvise, who can make plays on the run, who can use his legs as a weapon and really keep defenses in check with an RPO here and there with something to keep them off balance. 
At Notre Dame, I don't think they'll have to do that. But I do think he's an outstanding fit for what Brian Kelly does. It is one of those games that I had circled on Wisconsin's schedule as a possible, you know, of course, Penn State's going to be one. Notre Dame's another one. Michigan's another game. But the best part about these tougher games for the Badgers, they're all at home. So, like, I look at that game, and I think Jack Cohn, you'll see more of what you saw at Wisconsin, which is game manager, hand the ball off to Kyron Williams, the Notre Dame running back. But still, in the end, I think Wisconsin has the edge in that game as well. One last one for you, Danny Cannell, because I, I, we tease Leroy Butler when he's here to death, and they have the Packer Hall of Fame event tonight, Charles Woodson and Al Harris going into the Packer Hall of Fame. So him and Gary, the other former Packer, are, are busy with that. Uh, what, how much longer until Florida State does something? I, I, and again, I like the Norvell. I like the Norvell hire. I thought it was a good hire. Didn't really look all that well last year, but I liked it. How far away are they? I liked it too. And the more I've been around Tallahassee, I was just up there watching a scrimmage about two weeks ago. The more I like the hire. The problem is I don't love the talent. I still think they're a year away from another recruiting class of bringing in some guys to be able to compete with the powerhouse teams in the ACC, like a Miami, like a North Carolina. And then once you start getting competitive with them, then maybe you think about the monumental task of trying to knock off Clemson from the top. But I'm looking at baby steps. I think it's going to be a foundational year for the Florida State Seminoles. Their win total is a measly five and a half. I'm going to take the over on that, but I don't love it because of the schedule. Notre Dame opening week. Uh, you know, they have to play Clemson, they play Miami, they play North Carolina. There's a couple teams on there that you look like and you're like, ooh, those are rough matchups for Florida State. But I do think next year will be the year that they should challenge eight, nine, possibly ten wins. But I think this year is going to be a foundational year for Mike Norvell, something to, something to build on. And I, I, I am not a believer in moral victories, but I think you have to look at the Florida State Seminoles and, and just – Say, all right, let's be more competitive. Let's be in the fourth quarter of more games. Let's not get blown out by our rivals in Clemson and Miami. Let's be competitive. Let's show a fight. But I'm with you. I like Mike Norvell's game plan. I like his coaching style. He's super dialed, uh, buttoned up, and he's got a plan, a vision. And I'm buying in it, and hopefully Florida State fans will, which I think will be a below-average year for Florida State you know, historical expectations. He is Danny Cannell. Follow him on Twitter at Danny Cannell. A great follow, great college football analyst brought to us by betonline.net. Thank you so much for coming on, Danny. Appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Have a great one. Enjoy the games this weekend. There is Danny Cannell joining us yesterday on the Wendy's Big Show. Just really, really good. Want to give you a chance to hear that if you missed it. If you missed anything in the past on the Wendy's Big Show, let's go to BigShowNetwork.com. That's BigShowNetwork.com. If you missed anything on Sparky's Midday Madness, 1250 AM, Same thing with the Rami Show featuring Rami Makhlouf off today, having a little bit of an extended Labor Day weekend. No biggie damn plucker there to pinch hit. He'll join us next to tell us what's coming up on their show at 3 o'clock. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fans, Steve Sparky, Fiverr with you. Sam Schmidt's done a great job producing today. Part of the big show. Producing for Sparky's Midday Madness. Dan Plucker is filling in today for Rami Makhlouf on the Rami Show, Friday of Labor Day weekend. Rami, take a little bit of an extended weekend. You think about it, Friday's the best day to take off, Labor Day weekend, right? You get four days off, not having to work on Monday. Dan Plucker, on the other hand, he's working Friday and Monday, hosting today for Rami. Monday, filling in and hosting for a live edition of the Wendy's Big Show uh, on Monday from 10 until 2. So Dan Plucker just never stops working, really. Uh, Pluck, thanks for filling in for Rami. Yeah, I also hosted yesterday on the post-game show, too. Uh, so that's if you true. missed that, you can go back and listen to that yes. podcast I did hear well. part of it. You were none so happy about that instant replay screw-up. Yeah, and unironically, we're starting off the show with that today, too, on the Rami show, talking about if we've gone too far with instant replay. Tim Allen was on earlier on the big show, said he wants instant replay abolished in all sports. Abolished. I don't know if I'm going to go that far. Wants but it gone we're gonna, in all sports. We're going to get the gauge of the listeners and the gauge of Sam shit. Sam Schmitz and myself, excuse me, Sam Schmitz and myself, the two of us will gauge our level of interest in instant replay, kind of going over everything that happened in this game and also ask you when, when you think your team got screwed the most by instant replay. I know there are tons of examples and I'm excited to hear some of your uh, examples to listeners. And I have a couple myself from both. Uh, my Wisconsin sports fandom and also my fandom elsewhere where I can think of plenty of examples of different instances where instant replay maybe was a touch too far in different circumstances. So we'll talk about that. Also, maybe a new Aunt DeCumbro joining the Bucks. Mm. Bucks Alex, posted, Alex, Bucks posted yeah, a photo of Alex on Dacumbo at practice. Maybe they, maybe they just gave him a shirt to wear because he's working out with his brother. Maybe we'll the Bucks see. Bucks are nice like that. It's, ah, sure, it's you can something. work out here. Go it, ahead. Something or nothing. We'll ask that at three thirty, and then Ryan Horvat from uh, BetMGM tonight, uh, and you all know him and love him from the Bart Winkler show. Previously, he mm-hmm. will be joining us at three forty-five. Uh, are you brushed up on South Alabama football? No, but you uh, better be. That's all he's going <laughs> to we'll talk about. We'll be talking college football. I, the full slate of games tomorrow that I am just so excited for, which we'll bring up later on in the show as well, as I recently also put up an article at Mason Brew for the ideal weekend of college football. So just for Saturday, start to finish on Saturday, watching college did football, you, I put the ideal slate together. Did you uh, did you see? Oh, there's a couple of things with Horvat. I wish I was in here for that interview. Uh, <laughs> one, Horvath talking about South Alabama is going to drop 50 this week. Uh, we'll see. Uh, number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, uh, he put up a thing on his refrigerator pretty much telling his wife and child that, yeah, don't come asking me to go on a walk or go to dinner or anything. These are all the college football games I'm going to watch. And I tweeted back at him and said, you are married to a saint uh, if she's good with <laughs> you watching all of this all day on Saturday. And people were tweeting back like, yeah, ain't no way I would be allowed to do that in my house. It's just not happening. I mean, you literally, because, I mean, if you think about it, that dude's gone at nights doing bet MGM. Mm-hmm. So he's not home at night. So right. she's got the kid all by herself at night. He gets, during the day, probably the house to himself. I'm assuming the kid's in school. Uh, so that works out well. 
And then you get to the weekend, so now here's family time, and this boy is talking about, oh, no, I'm just watching college football. Y'all are on your <laughs> own. Oh, my God. Like, I can't even imagine. Yeah, I think my wife is about on the same page as well, where I will be watching college football all day tomorrow. So what does she do? From start to finish. Does she work all day? She will be working tomorrow. She works at Arte in downtown Tosa tomorrow. So what does that mean? Like, so, all day working? So no, Just a couple home? hours in the middle of the day. Then so, what? Well, then she comes home and does what? Reads a book while you watch eight hours of college football? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so it usually goes. Oh, my God. So I'll be watching a bunch of college football tomorrow as well. And again, I have the perfect slate for you tomorrow from start to finish of your day to watch college football. That comes up in the last segment of the show. But we are talking about your Wisconsin Badgers and your win predictions for this 2021 season coming up in hour two at four o'clock and then at 430, Will Salmon who wrote a great article on Colton Wong and Willie Adamas. Yes. We'll break down both of those with him at 4.30. And, of course, 5 o'clock hour, as you know, pick a lane. And 5.30, the poll question of the day, what are you more excited for this weekend, Brewers, Cardinals, or Wisconsin-Penn State? Oh, Wisconsin-Penn State, not close. For me, at least. I mean, I don't know about everybody else. This division's over. So now it's just going through the motions, seeing if you can get the one seed. I don't know if there really is an advantage to having the one seed, to be honest with you. Uh, but try to get the one seed, okay. Don't like the Cardinals, so there is that interest level. Uh, Sam's going to a couple of games this week, and he said a couple of the Cardinals games. Yep. Um, so he's all jacked up to go watch them. But I've been waiting for the Badgers since last year ended. I want to see the real Graham Mertz, the real receiving core, this kid from Clemson now who's listed as one on the depth chart, which means it's going to be him and Berger in the backfield. I want to see what that looks like. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 11 o'clock tomorrow. I'm, I'm excited. I can't yeah, wait. I, I can't wait either. Wait. I love college football and I'll be, I'll be watching my Michigan Wolverines take on Western Michigan at the same time. So I'll have both TVs set up for that, for that matchup having simultaneously. Hey man, don't lose that game, man. <laughs> don't lose. To Western I don't Michigan. think, I don't think they will. Don't, they they don't, should beat Western Michigan pretty I'm handy. just telling you, if you lose to Western Michigan to start this season, they, they might fire Harbaugh before they get to week two. Probably. And then that would be you're done. Who else wants to coach this team? Because he is <laughs> done. That's the end of it. All right. So, Dan Plucker coming up next, filling in for Rami Makhlouf on The Rami Show. Everybody, have a good weekend. I'll talk to you on Tuesday as Dan Plucker will be doing the show on Monday. Toodles. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.